Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to the Writer's Process. Uh, I'm your host, Jonathan Moody, and I'm here with a special guest who I've interviewed before on uh, my other podcast, Frights of the Roundtable. I think it was pretty recent. It was like, what, October? I think, you know, right? Yeah. What did you say? Yeah. yeah uh, you were so. the first guest too long ago. On, the, yeah, on, the, on the revamp of that. But um, so I would like to introduce everybody to uh, Jason Horton, or otherwise known as Jay Horton. How are you doing, Jason? Good, good, very good. Thanks for having me. Oh, you're you're very welcome, and I, I'm really excited because, um, as I was explaining to you right before the show or whatever, I've uh, you've written a lot of scripts, so we can we can kind of go into a lot of stuff. I'm yeah. sure. And you've kind of probably, I'm sure, just like most screenwriters, you've had like trial and error when you're writing, you know, oh, yeah. what works, what doesn't work and things like that. And and I really want like, that's, that's the core idea of the show. That's the idea. Okay. And um, before, before we start, I just want to let everybody know, uh, this will be the second to last episode of, um, you know, this year. Um, next, next week we have uh, Peter Russell, who um, is very much known for, um, uh, well, that's the plan. Like next week, we've got um, him, and he was—he's a script doctor. So um, please, please also t- t- uh, tune in for that. Um, you can find out more information on Facebook and other stuff. But um, I just want to get that out of the way. Some little plugging and and everything before we really <laughs> get into like the meats and potatoes of the show, which is—it's called the writer's process. So it pretty much is uh, the process and. Um, and so to begin, um, when did you start, uh, like, when did you first begin screenwriting? Well, okay. Um, in high school, I probably wrote my, my first screenplay by hand, you know, like on a spiral notebook. But uh, <laughs> it, I, honestly, I, it, <laughs> I didn't really take it, uh, the, the writing part of it, very seriously until after college. Um, you know, I, I got the opportunity to direct a movie and, you know, it needed to be written and I couldn't afford to get a writer. So I was like, oh, you know, I'll do it. I wrote it. So I write it. I make the movie, put the movie out. You know, it, it does okay. And, you know, I'm sitting there looking at it a few years later and I'm like, you know, why, or I'm sorry, a few months later. And I'm like, oh, you know, why isn't it quite as good as it? you know, as it should have been, as I envisioned it. And I was like, I, I didn't really take the writing that serious. I, I was writing to have something to direct. So then I kind of, you know, went back to basics. So, you know, I, I you know, I, I was in school at the time. So I went back and took some screenwriting courses. I read all the books. And then from that point on, I considered myself more of a, you know, professional writer. Definitely. Um, and that's interesting, like, the idea that you weren't really, that wasn't really, I guess, your passion at first, you really wanted to be a, a filmmaker, and um, the only way to become a filmmaker is to write your own stuff, in a way, and everything. Yeah, um, yeah, exactly. So, and then some, somewhere along the way, then the the writing became more of who I am than even a director. I still direct, but I consider myself a writer first. <laughs> <laughs> 
writer first. Um, do you do you ever like write for someone else to direct, or have you ever done that yet? Um, I have, but uh, not 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 by uh, not by design. <laughs> I, uh, okay. I was not hired. by choice. I was hot. Yeah, yeah. I was hired to write a uh, Christian script, and, uh, and so I did. I, you know, I, I actually wrote the script in about five days, and the intention was originally I was directing for this company, so I was going to direct it, and we got into a big fight over casting, so then someone else ended up directing it. But that, that's, I think that's the only one, though. That's the only one that you've uh, – Okay. Well, that's that's interesting too. Um, uh, as as a writer, uh, a lot of writers probably have been fired from from doing certain things, and kind of it's a it's a pain because you know oh, yeah. we're, we're you know we write it, it's our baby, and then it's like somebody stealing our baby away from us. So I can I yeah, kind exactly. of feel that. <laughs> uh, yeah. And I'm uh, I'm I'm sorry you had to deal with that, especially like. You'd think that a Christian film, you know, like you wouldn't have that problem with the people, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, it was like that that particular company. It was it was they 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 were they found a niche, a genre that they could exploit, and they were, you know, they they were just trying to make money, which is hilarious to me because, um, all right, I, I want to talk real quick because you you said uh, that, but like. You know the asylum, the company, the asylum. They had a yeah uh, branch called like Faith Films, where they would. Uh, but their oh their I didn't idea, even know that. Yeah, um, they had a they had a movie. Their first movie, um, I remember when it first came out too. I think it was two thousand and like eight or seven or something. They had this movie called mm-hmm. The Apocalypse, and basically, it started literally with a dude with like the apocalypse happening, I guess, but like a meteor striking earth and like taking somebody's head off. You know, oh, yeah. coming okay. out, you know what I mean? <laughs> like, so still the asylum being the asylum, but it was like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like it was just, re- it was just like yeah. off the wall. They were cashing, you know? they, yeah. They, they were cashing in on a, on a, a genre. Right. Which is, is, I mean, I I don't know. It's really funny because you think like the people like there's people like Kirk Cameron who you can tell is definitely like hardcore Christian and everything. You know, takes this stuff really seriously. Then you have like the Asylum and other companies that are just doing it just to make money, and it's so sad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Exactly. But um, to go back, okay. So to go on. Um, so what is it about screenwriting that makes you so passionate? Well, the thing about writing in general is just, you know, it's a, there's no, there, there's nobody else. It's, it's you and an idea and a blank screen or a paper, you know? So like there, there's no boundaries, you know, there's no budget constraints. There's no shady producers, you know, it's just, it's, it's like the the most pure form of creation, you know, as far as filmmaking goes. You know, so it's like after you get that, after the script is done, and you start, you know, putting it together, then it's no matter how much of an art tour you are, you know, there's still there's there's other voices, other collaborators, and that can be exciting too. 
but there's something really cool about the just the you know pure solitary creation. Oh well, okay. That that brings me to a, a fun fun question next about that is um, do like do you have any like special habits? Do you uh, do you like to make sure you you uh, you're in a quiet room or do you like music when you do like is there something like when when take us to whenever you actually are sitting down writing something is it like is there a specific thing that you do you know not honestly not um i i I tend to like quiet um i will listen to music depending on the type of screenplay um but most of the time i like uh isolation and quiet although i've also written screenplays in starbucks so (laughs) But like now, right. now that I have my, you know, I have my own office and everything. So I, I actually, I read an interview with Robert Rodriguez a long, long time ago. And he was talking about how he used to get up like, like apocalyptically early, like, like 3 a.m., 4 a.m. And he would do his, his writing or his super creative work from like four to eight. You know, because like the world is dead. There's no interruptions, no phone calls, no meetings, you know. And he, like, he wouldn't mm-hmm. even have coffee. He would just wake up and go right into writing. And uh, there's something about that that stuck with me. And, you know, I used to work at a coffee shop for a long, long time. So I was kind of an early riser anyway. So I, that that's how I, like, started. Right. You started uh, because you, you heard a great idea, you know, from yeah. somebody who you admired and everything. Yeah. Um there's a there's an amazing book. I don't know if you've ever read it or not, but I think you, uh, if I'm correctly correct, it's like called like 101 uh, Habits of Highly Successful Screenwriters. And oh yeah, actually, it's it sitting on my counter right now. <laughs> nice. I love it because yeah. like, I mean, I'm looking not only right at is it, it, <laughs> it's it's in my like it's on my desk, I think, or close to yeah. it. Um, I it's one of those books. I, it, it's worn out. Like it's the the, the pages are like all, you know, <laughs> like messed up and yeah. everything because it's probably one of my oldest uh, books. But it's it's one of the books that I I read on, like all the time because uh, there's just something about like learning other people's habits and learning. Um, just like you said, you learned about Robert Riga's. And it helped you as a as a screenwriter. Are there any other like, are there any other habits that you've learned from other people that have kind of helped you to um, to to become the writer that you are now? Actually, the the biggest the best piece of advice that I ever heard, and I've actually you hear it pretty much again and again by almost any professional screenwriter when asked, "Hey, what you know, what advice did you get so I can be a better writer?" They're like read you know it, mm-hmm. it's that it's it's that simple like you know nonfiction, fiction like articles like read read other screenplays like i actually think uh when i first started writing like screenplays and i you know i wasn't reading a lot outside of college i was just writing and i was writing based on what i'd seen in other movies like you know or just like straight life experience but uh Hey, like I feel like my writing improved drastically once I, you know, I made a conscious decision uh, maybe ten or twelve years ago. I was like, like I'm going to read more, 
you know, and so I, you know, I started reading a book or two a week and, and I, I think my writing's improved drastically. And I think that's a direct reflection of, you know, my reading habits. Well, that's great. Um, I think, uh, you know, I think I'm, I'm really, I'm a bad reader period. Um, I was never really good at school. And so, yeah. and I, I just, I'm, it's not like I'm illiterate, but I'm just, I, it, I'm just not focused enough to, um, to do that. That's, I think that's why TV and movies really always got me as a kid because I could keep my focus as opposed to yeah. reading where I had to like sit down and I had to actually take some time and my attention span had to, you know, I'm still like that. I'm still all over the place. So, um, but I do love to read scripts. Um, because I can always vision them, you know, uh, in my head of what's going on as opposed to like reading a novel where I'm reading character descriptions and I'm trying, but you know what I mean? Like, um, Mm -hmm. one of, one of my least favorite scripts, I'm not going to say what it was because, you know, (laughs) but, um, there was a script that this guy had made and, uh, it never got, it never got filmed or anything. But um, I read it, the first draft I read it, and it, like, felt like a novel. Like, everything was overly written and everything and stuff like that. And you can kind of tell, like, it wasn't a good script. Like, all the dialogue was, like, everything was misspelled or, you know, like, grammar-wise. It almost felt like one long run-on sentence, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, it, it just was a mess. Of a, of a script yeah. um, and uh, you know of course the, 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 the writer thought he was you know it was the greatest thing in the world and it could have been <laughs> yeah. if it had been rewritten yeah. to you know because it had a good story in there but he had rewritten it or if somebody had rewritten it and made it a little you know like more concise and structured and, um, mm-hmm. but what what are your thoughts on on writing like uh, character descriptions and being descriptive in your things, are you like straight to the point, or do you like to kind of give more uh, description? I'll get flowery. <laughs> no, I I, yeah. I I am uh, I as far as screenplay writing, I like I'm I'm bare bones. Like I I, I follow uh, Walter Hill is like one of my favorite screenwriters for just the way he writes his prose. I don't know if you've ever read anything, but like he did, uh, like the the original draft of Alien. Um, he you know, oh, he wow, directed yeah. and wrote Forty Eight Hours and you know uh, Long Riders, Southern Comfort. But his uh, his his screenplays, I mean, they read like short form poetry. Like I mean, his his lines, like oh, man, every line of description, it's like like it, like it looks they look almost like short form haikus. Like, you know, four or five words, like, long, that's it. It'll be, like, a five-word mm-hmm. sentence, three-word sentence, two-word sentence. Like, I mean, it, it totally, like, you, you'd think you're looking at a poetry book. But, and it's right. pretty, paints, he paints a full picture, like, you understand the action. Like, it's it's just great. So, like, as far as, like, technical writing, like, I, I really drew a lot from that. And, and And I actually, like, I really get off especially, you know, after I'm done with my story and structure, my first draft, and I go in to write a second draft and I start tightening it up, like, I, I really like the confines of screenwriting. 
you know, like, you know, I'm, I'm not going to explain the camera direction. You know, I'm going to try to, like, I'm, I'm going to try to be more clever. Like, I'm going to try to describe a zoom without saying the camera zooms in. You know, like, I, I find right. that exciting, you know, as opposed to hindering. Well, yeah, and I, I, I think that's interesting that you say that because you are a filmmaker as well, so you're most likely planning to direct the film, so you probably already have it in your head of how you want to shoot it and everything like that. So sometimes people do write those zooms in there and, and all these other things. Yeah. They're already <laughs> planning to to make the thing, and they know, like, saying that stuff will help them as, you know, as, as filmmakers to remember, like, oh, I, I wanted to put the zoom here, you know, or I wanted to, uh, to have a... Yeah. Um, this amazing crane shot, you know, but, you know, if you read any, any scripts, like real scripts, they don't, yeah. you know, ones from Hollywood or uh, whatnot, they don't have like this, you know, establishing crane shots, you know, lifting down to, you know what I mean? Like it's, it's supposed to paint you a picture of what's happening for the characters, not necessarily for like the actions of the, the script. Yeah, I think I, I think something that happened like in the 80s and 90s was like where it really came into vogue was, uh, you know, there, it was a lot more um, uh, self-aware uh, screenwriting. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it came to a point where, like, we don't want to do the director's job, you know, or the director doesn't want you to do their job or the actors don't want you to do their job. So, like, you know, like emotion or stuff that's inside the character's head, like, you know, that's all taboo. You're not supposed to put that in a screenplay because it's supposed to be the interpretation of the actor and the director. So, like, he, mm-hmm. like a really good writer will find clever ways to do that without overtly doing that. Uh, it's hard because I was just writing I'm, oh, I'm yeah. writing a script myself <laughs> right now, and I, I want to be like, this guy is going through this emotional thing in his head, you know what I mean? And and stuff mm-hmm. like that, but really you have to put that into the script in like you said kind of a subtle way, but like not yeah, you know, yeah, no, but, but or, or in a in a vis- in a visual way, you know, like how how do mm-hmm. I how do I describe this visually without going inside this guy's head? Yeah, it's it's tough. Right. It's tough. And uh, you know, as 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 I always write, I always get like more in depth into things, but I'm like, you learn as you go. And, and, and I bet you feel this way too. Is like, as I said before, you've written a lot of screenplays and probably some that just haven't, haven't been made yet or, you know, or you don't want oh, yeah. it yet, um, you know, or whatnot. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Go ahead. I was going to say what I, what I actually found, cause I, I was writing so many scripts when I first got to LA. Like I did like a, I did like a three year stint where I, I probably wrote, I don't know, maybe close to 20. So, but I was writing, I was writing a lot of stuff from a, a naive perspective of, you know, what can get made at what budget level. So like I was Mm -hmm. writing like a lot of these scripts that, Honestly, once you start thinking about things and you know, learn the business a little bit and you realize this is not a responsible – like, it may be a good story. It, you know, it may be a cool thing, but it's in a genre 
and it would have to be made at a budget that would not be fiscally responsible. So, you know, I, right. have, I have a good, I have a good 10 scripts that would just be completely irresponsible to ever make. So I, I'm actually like reworking some of those things now into like novels and stuff like that. Wow. That's, that's interesting. Um, because like yeah. novels, you can kind of do anything, basically. Yeah, you can, yeah. Exactly. You can have this amazing world that doesn't need a, you know, a budget. You know what I mean? Like something. Yeah, you exactly. Can't do. And, and there can be, and there can be niche audiences for it. You know, for example, I was, you know, I grew up in the. I mean, I grew up in the late '80s and '90s. So like, I was watching all these, you know, like straight to HBO movies they used to make. And they mm-hmm. used to budget these movies between eight million and twenty five million, depending on the thing. And right. they just don't they just don't and make that was a lot movies back then. anymore. Yeah. That you was don't a lot back you then. don't make like, them. Yeah. Right. But there's like, um, that 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 level at the genre has disappeared. You know, like you won't see a twenty five million dollar horror movie anymore. You know, though they're well, they're less won't. or they're more. But there's that middle but you ground. Might, but you might see a $25 million uh, horror TV show. And I mean, yeah, that's kind of where, where things have kind of gone differently these days. And I've been listening to a lot of, I've been watching a lot of videos on YouTube and stuff about um, the industry and screenwriting and everything. And really, um, the, it's so interesting to know that, like, when we were growing up or whatever, like I was, I grew up in the eighties and nineties. And when I was growing yeah. up watching TV, um, TV shows were like this like esoteric thing, you know, like it was, yeah. it was hard to think like you were going to actually get, uh, you know, a chance to be on a television show or work on, you know what I mean? Like uh, the yeah. closest to me being on a, you know, at a television show is being in the audience of uh, the, the, What's that show? Stupid Big Brother Jake. Um, yeah. I don't know if you remember that show or not. Uh, <laughs> no, I know. That, that he was like a bodybuilder guy, Jake Steinfeld or something, and he had this like TV show and uh, where he was, um, you know, this uh, was um, God, um, you know, he had like babysat these kids or something. It was a stupid sitcom. Anyway, that was like the closest as being the audience of that. I, I never would have dream that like I would have any kind of chance of being a, a television writer um, but mm-hmm. things have changed the, the like you know in the industry uh, television is like kind of taking taking a different form and people are able to make television shows uh, either on the mm-hmm. cheap or you know whatnot so it's yeah. interesting to see kind of that you know happen in this industry. Oh yeah, there's so many different avenues now to do stuff. I mean, I, I, I'm I run an animation company right now, and I, I'm writing a series of uh, one minute, like sixty second episodes of an animated series. Like a like that's something I like a form I thought I would never, like, would never be a thing. Right. You know? And now but it is. Here I am. <laughs> yeah. Here I am. Yeah. It's an interesting, like, it's all interesting that um, we're able to make these amazing things. Like Game of Thrones uh, years ago would never have, have been an, an HBO oh, yeah. show. Like, oh, yeah. It just, um, hey. 
they never would have thought they'd have the budget for that. Yeah, never you would know? have existed. Like, yeah. But nowadays it's it's really good and you know attracts a lot of people and now people are making Game of the Game of Thrones ripoffs, you know, or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean. Um, yeah, exactly. Which is cool. I mean, you know, because it just gives writers a chance to explore and do something fun and you know challenging. Um, mm-hmm. So. Sadly, we've got like uh, well five minutes before it goes offline, uh, okay. off um, like live, off live. But we have fifteen minutes extra if you want to you know keep chatting about this stuff. People will just have to hear it you know on the archives, um, you sure. know listen to it like right after it's done. But um, I've got a couple more things that I definitely want to talk to you about. Um, sure. My my biggest uh, thing that. Uh, I want to know, and and how do you come up with an original character? I'm sorry, what was the question? Oh, I said, how do you come up with an original character? Oh, um, you know, honestly, I I, I don't think of it in that terms. Um, I I, I try to think of them as uh, regular people. And you know the dimensional right. people, and then you know, and then I develop it from there. Like I, I used to spend a lot of time beating my beating my head into the ground trying to come up with original idea, original character. This hasn't been done. Now I just you know I try to think of what do I want to say, how do I want to say it, and who is the best individual to you know headline this story, and then you know I go from there. Uh, do you start with the story first, or do you start with the character first? I used to be more of a story person. As I've gotten older, I'm more of a character theme person. Uh, you know, it's a, it's just like an evolution. I'm not saying it's better. It's just how I work. Right. No, I I, I understand because as you evolve as a uh, well, hopefully evolve. You know, because I hate to say it. This is this is what kills me about the independent film industry and screenwriters, and this is why I'll not. Uh, this is why I like the, the movies like The Campus that you that you made, and things like mm-hmm. that um, don't are, are so much better than a lot of these other films that I've watched. That once again I won't say names because it's rude, but the filmmakers just don't, or the screenwriters I guess of the films which are usually the filmmakers themselves, they don't take the time to, to like, map out a, um, you know, an interesting story. They just say, okay, well, we got this budget. Let's go and make a movie around it. And then, you know, and then go make it. And it's, yeah. it's kind of, like, I, I feel like a good story and a good movie and somebody who's going to go far farther is going to take the time to actually you know, like construct a good script, you know, first. Yeah. Then go into Yeah, no, I totally, I, I, I completely agree with you. I mean, you, you can reverse engineer a thing, you know, like, for example, you know, the campus, um, you know, my initial, my initial, like, inspiration for doing that is I was working in this office you know, uh, while our company was running out of there and I'm walking around just like, man, this is a great location. Like, and there was a big company that was coming in and was going to rent it out in April. 
and it was like, I don't know, six or seven months away. And I was like, if we're going to do something here, we have to do it right now. What, what can I do in this location? And like, that's where it started. You know, like that was the initial thing. Now, you know, I went back into my, you know, into my personal life. I was dealing with some personal trauma and, you know, I, and then I started working from theme, but it was always within the confines of this thing that I had access to. Right. Yeah. Well, um, since we're in live and if people are listening live, how can, uh, how can people reach you uh, social media wise just to get that out there? Oh yeah, uh, I'm on uh, Twitter and Instagram as uh, DJ Horton. Uh, I'm on uh, Facebook as Jason Horton, and uh, I guess I think that's about it. Um, our website's uh, Filmmakers uh, On, just just like it sounds, FilmmakersOn.com. Do you have uh, Do you have any projects coming up that people can look out for? Um, yeah, actually, uh, Campus is getting a wider release. Uh, they're retitling it Death Day, which I'm not wild about, but, you know, whatever. Wait, Death Day? <laughs> yeah, I know. They're, they're trying to... They're like writing another movie. That... Yes, they're, they're <laughs> writing the Happy Death Day train, yes. I've been, I've been no, telling people for like a year that I haven't ripped that movie off, and now <laughs> to title it, whatever. Um, so <laughs> oh there's my God, that, that sucks. <laughs> Yeah, I'm like, doing that's a like piece. That you are, you have to tell people now. Look, it's not, it's not, it's not like Happy Death Day. It's not like Happy Death Day. I, and it's called Death well, Day. Well, you know, you, you know what the, the, I mean, the, the crappy thing about it is, is it really is. I mean, I, I didn't, you know, I, it, you know, I had written the movie, and we started, we started making the movie about like two weeks before that trailer came out for that. So, you know, mm-hmm. I, it was not, it wasn't, it's. Not technically a ripoff, but when you look at them side by side, there are even though they're different movies, there are shots. They the heroines look similar. Like I, I, I mean, I'll never, I'll never convince someone that I didn't rip it off. So yeah, I just I've um, kind of given up on it. <laughs> yeah, I guess I guess you know having it be called Death Day is like the final nail in the coffin. Of, that is, you yeah, know. That's the final nail. <laughs> Yeah, so I'm just like, okay. Uh, oh, well, uh, just accept it, I guess, and move on. And, yeah, exactly. You know, it's fine. Learn your lesson. I mean, I guess that's one of the biggest lessons a lot of uh, filmmakers can learn is like, because, um, you know, uh, I, have, I have a buddy that um, I'm Facebook friends and I've met in real life, and uh, she's always strange because, you know, when you're Facebook friends with somebody for so long and then you actually – meet the person, you know what I mean? It's like, oh, wow, like, yeah. finally coming to a head. Um, but um, he, uh, Troy Escamilla, who did uh, Story, oh, yeah. and and then he ended up, uh, his his movie got changed to Mrs. Claus, um, the title. Oh, yeah. And and I, yeah, yeah. Um, and it kind of, I mean, Stirring's a great title, but I, I can see what they were doing with it because they were marketing as Mrs. Claus, and, I think it just yeah, would have been yeah. better if that was like the idea behind it was like Mrs. Claus was killing people, you know, but it, it right. now gives that feeling that that's what it's supposed to be is like Mrs. Claus is running around killing people. So, yep. um, and she, and it's a person dressed up like Mrs. Claus. So it's not, you know what I mean? Like yeah. it's a completely different thing. And so with, with death, you know, with death day and Mrs. Claus and all these <laughs> titles that get changed, I guess, 
a lot more filmmakers are now like in this like thought of like, well, I got to protect myself and make sure that, you know, if I have a really good title that I'm happy with, that I have yeah. a clause in my contract well, and, is that you can't change it. Yeah, and truth of the matter is, is I got I, honestly, and I will, I won't ever blame it on anybody else. I got lazy with the the titling on campus. The campus was never a great title, you know, at least for sales. You know, I I it made sense in my head, but no, hardly anybody else got it. So it was, right. it, it was, you know, I should have dug a little deeper and came up with a good marketable title and I did not. So the distributor did, you know, so I can't, I can't, you know, I can't fault them for that. And at the end of the day, you know, besides making a good movie, your responsibility is to your investors and the investors have to see their money back. And if that's a way to make the investors more money back so you can make more movies, mm-hmm. then that's what you got to do. So when does uh, Death Day come out? You know, I'm not 100%. Um, I what I my what I think they're gonna do is try to release it around Valentine's Day, which is when Happy Death Day Two comes out. That's that that's what I. Think. <laughs> but I haven't but I haven't got a date yet. Once again, that's very asylum like. You know, they used to it put is, out like total, it's like a mockbuster. Totally. Yep, that's what I was <laughs> telling somebody the other day. It was just like Transmorphers. <laughs> <laughs> Transmorphers. Oh my God! Have you ever watched yeah. that movie? Um, I saw a few minutes of it because I had a friend that was acting in it. <laughs> it was it was it was I, great. I I love Lee who uh, who makes the movie and um, I'm friends with him. I've I've interviewed him. Great great guy. That was the last movie he ever did with the Asylum, and I kind of understand why mm-hmm. it, it, it felt like it like it just. I don't know if it was just my. I hopefully it was just my DVD, but I, I doubt it. It looked like all the the, the, <laughs> the the things were all dubbed, you know, like all the stuff yeah. was off. Like yeah, the audio was off. Yeah, they like ADR'd um, the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah, it just looked awful, and I was disappointed because I was like, all right, they're gonna make a Transformers movie. It's gonna have giant robots. That's gonna be cool. And then like maybe three minutes of the movie is that, but the rest is you know whatever. So it's kind of it was yeah. a little disappointing of a movie, but uh, a lot of my a lot of people I knew were also in, involved in the film and and things and people I've yeah. interviewed. So I just I I you know I will support them. I own the movie. Um, I will probably someday try to watch it again um, just to give it a little you know. Um, yeah. But yeah, like, yeah. such a shame. Um, all right. So yeah. And speaking of like oh, oh, go ahead. I was going to say, speaking of retitling, uh, I just had my Monsters in the Wood movie was uh, picked up by Troma for like a one week, uh, or I'm sorry, a one month re-release, and they're going to title it uh, Monstroids. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah what was so your title was originally <laughs> Monsters in the Woods? Yeah, 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 and, it, and okay. it's been out since like 2012. You know, so they but they're they're gonna repackage it and then uh like put it out for like a month on VOD and then they're gonna do like a new uh D V D line. It it's a part of a series of movies, but they're gonna they're gonna package it in with those. Um, yeah, I mean I hate to say it, but going to trauma is kind of like I, I feel like trauma and unless it's changed for a long time, trauma was kind of like the you know, like kind of the death to cinema, you know, in some way, because 
like they they distribute almost anything, you know, and, oh, and yeah. stuff like that. And so a lot of it's just garbage. But then there's there's the the good stuff that comes from it. You know what I mean? Um, yeah. There's like the gems that you can find through it, like Cannibal the Musical. You know, which mm-hmm. uh, from what I remember hearing, they did not originally even want to put out because nobody knew who Trey Parker and Matt Stone was when they first got it. And then once South Park blew up, oh, all of a sudden, Cannibal Musical right. was everywhere, you know. <laughs> so it's just, it's funny. But I love Troma. I love Troma to death. Don't get me wrong, you know. And I'm really excited because they're, they're making the Toxic Avenger. Uh, oh, like, yeah, I saw that. You know, reboot uh, slash like actual mainstream movie which makes me wonder if that's uh, how it's going to how they're going to what they're going to do as long as they don't put that dog killing scene yeah who knows (laughs) yeah I don't think I I think it's just going to be like you know kid gets bullied or guy gets bullied and becomes a you know monster and stuff and you know right and stuff like that without the like like the really gross out humor or anything, maybe a little bit of that, but not like trauma like. <laughs> so right. I'm excited to see that because I did like Puppet Masters, Lobo Strikes, and so I'm just excited to see what what other people do with like big franchises like that. Yeah. Um. But um. All right. So we got a few more minutes, and I just want to ask two more questions, and then I guess we'll we'll wrap it up. Um. Okay. Uh, like. Okay, so um, I guess we talked a little bit about like how you come up with your like your process of your writing and everything. But um, do you do you like sit down and and think of ideas or something, or do you just kind of like if an idea hits you, then you kind of go with it? Well, yeah, it used it used to be just. I would have a like a cool idea for a movie and I would sit down and write it. And that was, you know, and th- and then I would like come up with my my themes and characters and all that stuff later. As I've gotten a little older now, I I tend to think more about what do I have to say or what am I what am I thinking about right now? What what's important to me right now? And then I go from that theme and I say, okay, what's the best genre to explore this theme? For example, with the campus, you know, like I, you know, I was dealing with the death of my mother. And so I was, I was like, okay, I want to, you know, I want to explore like this, you know, grief, unresolved issues with family. What's the best vehicle for this? And, you know, I'm a genre guy. So I'm like, okay, horror. And then, you know, let me put it in that context and then work from there. That's interesting. So yeah. you pretty much take something from your real life that you're dealing with at this time and you just kind yeah. of morph it into a yeah. story. Yeah, or or you know, like uh the the thing I'm writing now, uh, you know, I'm 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 really I've been with everything that's going on with uh, all our intersectionality intersexual intersection damn it, I can't say the word. Intersectionality. Uh anyway. Uh, Me Too, um, you know, the women's movement. And, and, you know, and I start looking back at at my past behavior, you know, and thinking about, you know, my attitudes in college. And, you know, I always felt like I was this progressive guy, you know, but and I realized, fuck, you know, I was making women jokes and, and, and gay jokes, 
and and I you know and I never met any menace by it, but now now I'm looking at it 20 years later, and I'm like, ah. and so you know I'm I'm writing the script from that perspective right now, in, but in a thriller context, yeah. Interesting, because like that seems to be the thing. Like, uh, and I remember back in, you know, like the '80s or something, there would be something that's going on, you know, or the '70s. You know, we had like the Vietnam War, and people were dealing with that. Yeah. You know, or or whatever. And so, you know, right now we do have this this movement. We have these things happening. So people are writing um, according to what's what's going on today. Yeah, and I don't want to, you know, and I'm not talking about making preachy things, you know, like, but I'm just talking about coming from a more, I don't know, a more genuine place, you know, like, I'm not just Mm -hmm. trying to tell a cool story anymore. I'm trying to, you know, explore this theme or this aspect of my personality or our, you know, our political climate or, you know, you know, whatever it is. Yeah, definitely. Wow. Oh, that's awesome. Um. I'm looking forward to seeing all the stuff that you've got coming up, you know, when you, when you know, and I'll definitely buy death day. Um, you know, <laughs> yeah. I, I do like the campus a little better as a title. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I do too. I'm a little more partial to it, but, um, you know, I, I am excited to see it. And, um, so, cool. uh, you like recut and redone. Uh, is there anything different or is it pretty much the same thing with a different title? You know, I think it's pretty much the same thing with the title. I mean, I haven't made any changes. I know they're doing a new title treatment. They cut a new trailer. Their their trailer actually is a little better than the one I did. So. Mm-hmm. It was, I mean, it was well, pretty that, much right? the same. You know, it's really funny, too. Is it's, it's, like, pretty much the same trailer, but they, they just made a couple little, like, changes that, like, really, like, amped it up. You know, I was just like, shit, man, I've been, like, a, a pro editor for, like, 20 years, and they, they just kicked my ass. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure they've been doing it maybe for a little longer than oh, that. Right. So, yeah, yeah, you know, probably. Maybe, and, you know, um, if even, like, I don't know. I, I'm not an editor. I really do not like editing. It's, like, my least favorite thing. Um, yeah. In fact, like, my editor will sit down with me and, like, you know, go over stuff, and I get bored. And I'm like, yeah. I can't even watch him edit because I just it just drives <laughs> me crazy. Um, yeah. So I I like um, I I I feel you. You know what I mean? Like I I feel for you because I can't I I can't do it, but you can. So awesome. Thanks. Yeah. Yeah. No. It's I, honestly uh, the editing is what like kept my career going. You know, it's like I was mm-hmm. directing movies, but I was directing little movies, and I was making a little money, but not great money. But when I transitioned into editing for other people, that's that's what allowed me to make more movies. Yeah, and, and most of the most of the mov- most of the movies that got funded are from producers I was editing for. Nice. Yeah. Well, there you go. Well, thank you so much for uh, doing the show and everything. I know it's kind yeah. of hard. Short notice, and um, thank you for being a trooper. I guess you, you know, you were good. So to do it, you know, like you weren't too yeah, busy. no problem. Um, so thank you so much, and um, and hey, um, yeah, we'll definitely have you back on one of the shows at least, you know, or whatever. Uh, for sure. From from yeah, up just, to the next you, project. When you're, yeah, doing. when you're doing one, just uh, bullshitting about other movies, I'm fine with that too. <laughs> 
Dude, I want to do that at some point. I know hey, you also have a podcast you're yeah. working on. The, uh, I do. We just, yeah. Podcast. Yeah, well, we just we just started a filmmakers on podcast, like a you know basic filmmaking thing. We've been doing that. I think our fourth episode just aired, but um, I, I'm gonna do a, a six part uh, Van Damme thing. Like, nice. uh, like I, I I've always been a big Van Damme fan, so it's like oh that'd be cool. And I we were well, interviewing this actor. <laughs> yeah. Cool. Well, um, it's about to cut us off, so thank you so much for tonight and. Uh, Hope you uh, have a great week. All right, you too. All right, man. Have a great night. Bye.